I don't know how we let it slide that Don't Obi Mikel was our centre attacking midfielder for how many years? <laughs> man, just bribe him. Man, 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 I'm joined by my co-hosts Kevin and Karis, and today we're joined by two special guests from the Arsenal fan base. We've got James, otherwise known as AFC James, and we've got the famous Chidi. So do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Uh, yeah, I'm James, AFC James. Uh, I'm all right, how are you? Yeah, I'm not yeah. bad. I mean, I'm a Chelsea fan, so I can't lie, it's peak times right now, but um, yeah. It could be worse, you could be a United fan, so. That's true. Slow down, <laughs> slow down, slow down, slow down. <laughs> And yes, me, Chili, Chili FC. Um, have to be on here, man. Um, it's, been, it's been a long time coming, so yeah, have to be here. Okay, so today's focus is going to be, you can probably guess by the guests that we've got on, mostly on Arsenal's rebuilding and how they can move forward as a club and, you know, what their outlook looks like right now compared to their current position. So Karis, do you want to lead us on that? Yeah, sure. Thank you for that. And yeah, it's good to finally have a long off discussion. And with these two guys as well, even better. So, obviously, as we start the season, no one gave us a chance, of course. You know, the first three games came, my WhatsApp was popping off from Kevin and Denzel. Look, City are popping you. Chelsea are scoring. Lukaku is back. My phone was popping off, honestly. And I thought it was going to be another long season. But, you know, those people that were always saying, trust the process, trust the process. I wasn't one of them at the start. Maybe I should have. Things got better. And it's been seen that now we've had most of our team fit and available. We've been very good to be honest and very entertained to watch. We've had a few nice wins here and there, you know, the Spurs game. We've had a few encouraging performances that maybe we should have got more from, like, for example, the City game. But, yeah, that's just kind of skimming through the season and it's been very encouraging to see. So, James, how have you found the season so far for Arsenal, really? And what did you expect from the start compared to now? Uh, as you were saying, the first three games were like really rocky. And I don't think even the most positive fan can pretend that they were seeing things clearly then. They were all of a sudden thinking like, wow, OK. Because at the end of last season, we things started, things started looking better for us. And we were thinking, OK, if we keep this momentum going into next season, people were doing annual league tables of 2021 and it was looking good. And then all of a sudden, the first three games and we just get battered. I think we went nine goal minus nine goal difference in the first two games um but the thing i did take from it is if, if we were going to be so bad in those three games two of those games were against chelsea and city i'd rather that than be bad in three games so it's like aston villa leicester and wolves and if we lost those three then all of a sudden we've got we've still got to play chelsea and city so it was it was horrible but at least we'd got those games out of the way and then all of a sudden it was like, okay, now we signed Tommy Arsu. I think we signed Ramsdale after that. I don't know how I don't know if we would have made those signings had we scraped through those games. So um yeah, it was it was rough. But after that, I think we just needed consistency in the team and we got it. And then yeah, thing, things slowly got better. And then after since Christmas, it's kind of propelled into action. Since we've had party and Xhaka back, we've been probably the third best team in the league, in my opinion. Are you hearing this, Denzel? Are you hearing this? Since, yeah. since Christmas, Christmas, I don't think that's controversial. No. If you're, not, if you're third best team in the league, Chelsea better be second. No, since, since Christmas, Christmas Chelsea have Chelsea been blowing cold for me. Well, you need to look at a table, lad. Since Did you see Christmas? Christmas? <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> 
You see Werner's quote about saying how he scores more goals in Germany. And I can suck. You know what? I'm not even going to say it on that. <laughs> Is that what he said? <laughs> this nigga, yeah. This guy was talking about, oh, yeah, you know, when I played for Germany, you know, the manager trusted me. And obviously... That's you know, cap. I watched the game. This guy has 15 well. big chances per game. Werner, you can pack your shit and go, bro. <laughs> he, was, he was a disgrace. I can't lie. Like your your fans actually give him too much credit than he deserves because he's actually they treat him like some child, like he's some pet project. Like, bro, this is a grown ass man that cannot finish. <laughs> I saw he's like tw- twenty five or something. Like now, I don't know what he, how old is he, but like you you lot like treat him like he's a make a wish kid, like. <laughs> yeah, he'll score, he'll score a few goals in like in consecutive games, and Chelsea fans are like, "Oh, we've turned the corner. Now we're going to see the real Werner." And then he goes and misses all these chances again. So, team of Werner's Oktoberfest Rashford. That's who he is, <laughs> bro. He's not just pace. That's it. All right. Um, before we get sidetracked, um, Chidi, what did you think of the signings going to the season? Because I've seen some of your tweets. So. I just want to ask you a little bit. <laughs> um, okay, I mean, I was I was a skeptic, of course. Like, I mean, I think it's a lot of like build up from last season and like how it ended the whole Villarreal game, where I was I was not happy with how we played in that game in that tie. Mm. I feel like I feel like because like I thought Arteta was a knockout manager, so I already expected us to really come out at least if you don't play well in the league, at least Arteta will be ready for the knockout game. Of course, there were extenuating circumstances which didn't help us in terms of injuries, etc. But the way we played against Villarreal, I was like, this guy just doesn't, doesn't know what he's doing. Okay, so I was a skeptic. Yeah, fair enough. And then coming into the season, I wasn't really trying to hear him out and like, oh yeah, we're trying to sign these like unknown players or these these like young players like what like Ramsdale from relegated Sheffield. Uh, I think Ramsdale scared us. Yeah. Do you know, I'm Ramsdale, I was just like, what, what is decided? Like, I get, I get what you're saying because you, you, if if it was like a manager who's earned his credibility, then then exactly. you allow it. But Arteta at that point, he hadn't really gained like the respect to do that. But I mean, which is why I even respect him more because even though he hadn't earned that sort of respect from the fans in terms of like the trust, he still sort of stuck with his guns and being like, he didn't go for like a safe option like a well-known keeper. He sort of went for these unknown players, these sort of players that are from lesser sides and he's really stuck to that template and that's kind of why we've sort of just surprised so many people because no one expected these players to just explode like that but clearly we've done our work, we've done our research, we've done our scouting and we've seen these players have certain characteristics which really can translate into Premier League football into the highest level of football and now we've put them all together took a bit of time of course like the first few games are a bit dodgy but I feel like since, probably since, like, even after Northampton Derby, because we were still a bit dodgy at that point, but, like, I think since, I want to say the Southampton game or the West Ham game, around that time in December, we've kind of flicked a switch in terms of the whole control of games. We've managed to actually be the team that actually, like, controls possession, um, controls the number of chances we create, and, like, I always feel comfortable watching us play, knowing that we're going to dominate games, where which would have really happened before, even if we did win games. Well, at, so, this, at the start of the season, we had that like we, we'd have twenty minutes a game where we'd like yeah, blitz, exactly. but apart from that, we'd sit back and against Leicester. I know we won two 0 but they like battered us on another day. They could have they could have drawn or, or even won that. Um, and there were a few other games like Aston Villa where we went we went 
What was the final score? Two. Uh, three, uh, three one. We won. Three one. We went. We went yeah. three 0 up, and then they started getting chances back. But then, yeah, since December, I think it was the Southampton game, we've started like dominating for ninety minutes, and I think that's yeah. since we've had Xhaka and Pai, and since we've gone to four three three. Um, I'm gonna ask Kevin and Denzel something as rival fans. I think a lot of talk has been going on about Arsenal and big games, and. Like, I just want to see what you guys think. Like, what do you think we should do to improve from big games? Is it something that, you know, tactics needs to be tweaked by us? Or do you think is a limitation of the team that, you know, we need something else in there to make us better? I've got my own answer, but I want to know what you lot think. I think that, ironically, this year, I think that you're allowed to be losing to those teams because based, based on the metric, I feel like it is fair you lose to the Liverpools and the Man Cities of this world. However, the good thing is you're beating the teams you're meant to beat. And even when you do play a Liverpool and you lose to them, you often go on a winning streak until you get the next big six team. You know what I mean? But I feel like with the team you have currently, if 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 your fan base was to go crazy over a loss against Manchester City, I would say like calm down because even that Man City game, you gave them a, they gave them a hell of a game. Like after that game, I didn't, I don't think I even bantered you because realistically, you guys did were the better team um, on that day. The refereeing decisions was the one that let you down in that. So. I feel like for this season, let it go. But for next season, I feel slowly you now have to start taking those points away from United, taking those points away from like the Liverpool. So turn those maybe turn those losses into like draws or potential like one nil wins or two one wins, stuff like that. Then you can really see that Arsenal's on the way back. But the only way that that will happen will be another season under the belt for your young talent and maybe newer faces coming in, which are part of the, the new Arsenal mode then, yeah, it would all happen naturally. Arsenal are, are uh, a steam engine right now. And I'm sure with the right signings, you'll be where you want to be in no time. Guys mentioned United and doesn't say Chelsea. Repent right now. Bro, look, look who you have at strike, bro. It doesn't matter. <laughs> We're in a very better position than United, bro. You can't be chatting about bro, that you're some big club now. 13 Premier League titles. No. Arsenal Villa and them, man. You got to... Bro, no matter how it goes, yeah. Well, we have Eric Ten Hag. That's where we'll come back. For now, we're a sleeping giant. Well, we'll be sleeping for seven years. More than, but... No, so funny. Even, we'll even when you get him, you're still going to be shit. Bro. That's a conversation for another day. Anyway. <laughs> for the first year, for the first year, we bookie. Other than that, we'll be back. But it's not us, it's Arsenal today. I don't I don't think um, Arsenal <laughs> tactics is the problem. I think it's your personnel. I think because you have a mix of young players and you've still got a tiny bit of dead wood left, your tactics are practically spot on, but you don't have the right players to implement it to standard that you're expecting. So I think when you make a couple more signings, like the way you played against City, if you had your um, striker of choice, you know, and everything else sorted out, I would go out on a limb and say you would have won that game comfortably. I would have said at least a 2-0 for that game. But because you don't have that personnel, as much as you can execute the tactics perfectly, you're just not going to get the result you expect. Yeah, um, I think this follows on very well. And I think we're going to look at the whole squad in general to see where we can revamp it and improve it. Usually I go from defence to attack, but I think it's good to follow on from now. For me, a major issue at Arsenal for quite a few years, and this is not what a lot of people like to say, has been Lacazette. This guy, Kevin, knows how much I've complained about him for years and years and years. It still didn't stop you from that BS poll you did, Lacazette or Ronaldo. God, God's going to speak to you about that, by the way. <laughs> God's going to speak to you about that. 
I mean, Kevin, don't lie. Can you see where I'm coming from with that one? No, I couldn't. <laughs> what the hell? On, judgment, on judgment day, God's going to show you that tweet. Honestly, you need mental evaluation for that still. I'm keeping that up. I don't even care. That was a lovely tweet. Hey, but let's move on. Lacazette is a fan. I think Lacazette won the poll. I'll find it, but yeah. Caris, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you have to repent, man. <laughs> But yeah, as I was saying, oh my day. Ignore the poll, yeah. Like it has been an issue for years. The thing with him is that this guy is so big, so he can't get into the box like on time to finish moves. Like you know, like where a striker should be, like in the center of the box. The guy will be on the edge of the box when Tinny's gonna cross it. So it's like, what can you do really? So for me, he's one upgrade that needs to happen, but I'll let Chidi and James talk about what new strikers we might need or not need or whatever. So what do you guys think? He needs a renewal. Uh you know, you know also just just to carry on from that Lacazette thing, he robbed uh, against Liverpool, he robbed Martinelli of an all-timer assist. You know that run he went on and then cut it back and there was just no there's yeah. just no one at the front post. Yeah. If we had a proper striker, that's one of the best that's one of the best Premier League assists you'll ever see. But it's just he's just gone straight to the guy and Lacazette he's like that. You're like, get in the box, man. Get in the box. He's too busy building up in our own box with his bum to... <laughs> He's got too much visceral fat everywhere, I'm telling you. Right. Like, nobody's shaming thing, but you understand what I'm saying? We're going to get us cancelled, bro. <laughs> I'll, I'll let Chili talk about his his options. Uh, like, no, I, I completely agree. Like, have you said that like, even with the, the goal that Firmino scored, like, you see the difference between what Firmino did for the goal. And he's not even, like, a natural poacher, but, like, he does get into the positions because he's got that athleticism. He's got that desire to score goals. Whereas Lacazette is just... He's just too slow and too fat. Like, that's just the, that's just the, it. Like, he can't... He physically can't do it. Even if he had the desire to do it, he doesn't have the natural instinct to do it. And he just hasn't got the physical attributes to get into those positions. Like, he's just, he's just too slow. And it's just... It's such a big problem. I don't think people really realise how big a problem he is because it's like like you're playing with not playing with ten men because he does get involved, but like it is kind of like playing with ten men because you haven't got that option in the box. Especially like you know like the big games where you can't really play on football. You can't really do like little triangles and like one two. You're a strong guy in there, yeah. You you kind of have to sort of play it long or play crosses into the box. Like you need that sort of option when it's like a really tough game like against a Liverpool or against a Chelsea or whatever. And you need that sort of option. But Lacazette is just... You might as well just kick the ball out of play because he's not going to win any headers. Like, he's not going to get onto, on the end of any of those sort of crosses in or cutbacks. So you might as well just give him the ball back because it's like he's not an option. Whereas if you had that sort of, at least a, a box presence, you could actually attack the ball. You could be a nuisance, like, who's actually got the desire to score goals you'll see how much of a difference it changes. Because even if he doesn't get the first ball, at least he might make a nuisance of himself, knock it down to another player. Maybe another player will come in and he'll get the second ball. And like stuff like that can cause can create more chances. But in those sort of games, we can't create chances because we can't cross the ball in because Lacazette is, non, is a non-factor. So definitely someone, if we want to get someone, we need someone who's actually going to attack the ball, someone who's got the desire to score goals and he's got a physical presence. What, what do you think of Calvert-Lewin? Like, that's why I'm sort of kind of considering him. I do want to still keep that sort of link-up play that Lacazette does provide, uh, which does really help. Like, you see the goal that Saka scored against Watford, 
where he sort of like back heel flicked it. Like I want that. I still want that. And like especially it will help the the young wingers we have because they have got a goal threat. So like we still need to have that. But I would happily sacrifice a little bit of that to have more of a goal threat because it will create more goals. I'm definitely hundred percent sure. I've got so, another offer that you cannot turn down. Yeah, exactly. Lukaku. Timo Werner. Lukaku. Oh, Lukaku. I take. I, I take, look, Lukaku. I take Lukaku. I take Lukaku right now. I told you, you wouldn't. Bro. No, you wouldn't. You can, you, you can have him for one pound and the club debt. Just take him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the club debt, bro. The club debt is like one billion. I swear. What? Just take nah, him. Nah, I beg. He's the worst I'm signing good. in the Aramovich ever. I'm sorry. Strikers don't thrive in Tuchel's system. That's the truth. I mean, it oh. just doesn't fit at all because Havertz comes in and it's just so much more fluid. And like, it's been yeah. like that since he's been there. Like, when he plays up top, it's so much more fluid. So I don't know why you even signed Lukaku. You can't play in that sort of fluid sort of system. It's just... Congolese, there's a little bit. He's Congolese. Higuain was a better signing than Lukaku, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's mad, you know. Lukaku's eating too much ever. That's why he just, he just can't run. Yeah, I really thought he'd bang as well. I really thought he'd bang, but but I was like, oh, Lukaku. I was I was I was kind of gassed for you guys, even though you were Chelsea guys. I was like, Lukaku who, who, who wanted him? Was it Tuchel or was it uh, like the board? Tuchel didn't want him. It was, the, the, board. Board. It was the board. The thing that I was just Tuchel never ever came out to publicly say like, yeah, I want him. He just got given Lukaku and had to make it work. But I don't think he said about anyone to be fair, because I don't think he wanted Rice either. Everyone was talking about. Never wanted rice. It's just these flipping rice sexuals in the fan base that are obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, he came from Cobham. Get over it. I don't understand the obsession with him. But yeah, Tuchel has never. I've literally never seen any quote anywhere where Tuchel. I want Declan Rice. They've just made up like it's a mental illness at this point. They've just made it up that he wants rice. He never ever said that. He's more than happy with Jorginho. No, I won't lie, lie to you, bro. I'll take used Kante any day, bro. Look at what we have at United. I'll take him. Give, give him to us if you don't want him. You take anyone. Kante I'll take anyone. Retiring at Chelsea, bro. He's a fab legend. Fam, I'll take Lucas Torreira. That's how. That's how we're struggling over here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait. Does Arsenal still employ him? He's on loan, I think, at Fiorentina yeah. or something. Arsenal still oh. employ him in his CV library, bro. <laughs> 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 no, but I ain't heard his name in time. I thought he just like. Quietly dusted out in the transfer window or something. No, I don't think he's coming back though. I think he's ob- it's an obligation to buy. An obligation. Yeah. yeah. What, that um, one guy where he was waving his shirt and then he just fell off. Yeah. I'm going to list, sorry, I'm going to list some strikers because we got a bit sidetracked again. I'm going to list some strikers that we could have gotten or like have been linked by Arsenal fans. So there's been links to some guy at Benfica, Darwin Nunes, Tammy Abraham, Victor Osimen. He was Jao Felix. You're not getting him. You're um, not getting Jao Felix. That was a waste of time. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> yeah, that's just wait that's on us. If you get Champions League, just wait on us. But yeah, not you guys why not? Why not? Remove him from the list and focus on the rest of them niggas there, bro. <laughs> 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 and what, no, about okay. Unk- what about Unkunku? Because I didn't watch the game, but I think Jedi tweeted saying... Uh, He's back out. He was so bad. I'm not gonna. 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 I'm not gonna.
level of mistake. <laughs> bro, I was still taking my ass regardless, so I don't care. <laughs> I said from, from the black market of Marseille. That's what you got. Why for. is the rolly chicken, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't trust that team. I didn't trust <laughs> But yeah. Uh, so do you guys think we need just a strike or do we need like another forward in there? I know we got Saka, Martinelli, um, Smith Road. Do we need another a forward in there or not? Uh I think we need two strikers for starters. Uh, I think we need a backup striker because Nketi and Lacazette are both gone, which leaves us with Balogun. I don't think Balogun, if we're in the Champions League, this does depend, a lot of this depends on if we get Champions League. Uh, but look, Balogun isn't ready to be balancing Premier League and Champions League minutes next season, don't get me wrong. Also, um, I don't I haven't seen enough people talk. I think we need a right back as well. I don't think, I don't want to see Cedric next season in the Champions League. And people talk about Norton Coffey that um, he's he's not ready either. So I think we need someone... We need to make Tommy Arsu someone who can provide competition with Tommy Arsu, um, but also offer something different. So not someone who inverts, someone who overlaps and can provide something else there. So I like I like Livramento, but maybe someone who's a little bit more ready as well because he's still, he's still quite young. But I like Livramento. Who do you guys think we should get as a right back then? So, Chidi, who do you think we should get? I've got some name in mind, but I'll say it later. Honestly, I have probed the right back market, to be honest. But um, oh, there was someone I was I looked at, but I can't, I can't even remember their name. Who's that City guy? He used to play for City. Daniel. Um, no, 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 no. He's. I think City have a buyback on him. He plays for Sporting or something like that. Oh, Pedro Porro for Sporting. Yeah, 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 yeah him. Yeah. I don't know anything about him though. Neither do I, to be honest. I've just seen some of the YouTube clips in it. The old YouTube scouting. Scout Nation. Can play um, right, um Teo Hernandez at AC Milan. Can you play right back? I, I think he's just left back. Yeah. Yeah, left back on centre back probably, but I don't think he plays right back. No, we don't buy square pegs in round holes at Arsenal. We have to be specific, like. We, we definitely need that sort of because I I don't know if it's just me but I feel like Saka has been performing better with Cedric in the team like I don't know I, I don't I don't want to say it but I feel like he has been yeah but to be fair so is the whole team I think so is it do you think it's coincidence? I, I think I think we've just been better overall we just been better overall or is it just yeah, I I I want to say it's just being being better overall. I don't want to like pin it on like because like when the left when the left side's better as well, it takes pressure off Saka. Before we didn't really have a left side, yeah, so everything was coming down Saka, and they were just like triple teaming him. But since we've that, had the left side and the right side, like, I, I I like Tommy Asu a lot for sure, and I I feel like people have forgotten how good he is because of he's being injured as well. So like when he is back, like he will show like how good he is and what. How good he's on the ball, particularly because he is very talented for a right back, especially both he's like both foot and everything. But definitely, yeah, if we need another option at right back. I'm st- I'm still like not sure how much we should like spend on a right back because I mean it's a right back in it. Like it's like do you want to like go out, go all out, and like go splash out on like a Livermento or a Lamptey, spend like 40, 50 million on a right back who's are, are they going to be like a first choice right back or are they going to be a rotation? Like, it's sort of like it's a weird one to sort of like prioritize in a sense. I feel like our priorities should be striker and the center mid upgrade, or not upgrade, but like a 
alternative option. I feel like those are the two options we have to like nail completely spend like hundreds or however many million we need to spend. But like, those are the two options we have to get them completely. Also, spotted. if if Saliba comes back, yeah. do we play white or right? Is white an option at right back as well? That's something we haven't really thought about. I I want to I want to I want to shut this down because I think it's an option. Yeah. But I thought what what this is why I think of Arsenal fans here is I feel like Arsenal fans aren't ready for us to be good a good team again because they are like they're too obsessed with fitting all our good players into the same team like you saw it when we had like oh, I, agree, though, yeah. I know what you mean I know what you mean the whole like Smith Rowe versus Martinelli thing like oh maybe we should play Smith Rowe at false line which actually I, I don't actually mind that option but like it's like that's too much really really like, too much. You're trying to like break a winning team's formula and like break the whole like system we built just so you can get all your favorite players into the same eleven. Like at the end of the day, who are we trying aspiring to be? Which we're aspiring to be City, we're aspiring to be Liverpool, that sort of level of team. You need at minimum 18 good players who could start on a given day. Like you need to have the eleven, you need to have the seven on the bench who could all be players who could start, which means you're gonna have to have good players on the bench. Like, you see John Stones, yeah? John Stones was in the team of the year for the Premier League last season. How many games has he even started this year? Like, you behind Laporte and Diaz. Exactly. You have Laporte and Diaz who are quality players. It's fair, I don't really rate report, but anyway, that's that's the part, the side of the point. <laughs> but like, but like, you, have, you have, like, players there who are, like, they're quality players, but you have to bench someone. You don't just, like, okay, let's just put Stones at right back, which they have done, actually, but, like, not often. They haven't done that often because they have Carl Walker there. Like you play your players in their specialist positions, you have backup options, and then you you have a squad which you can rotate. Champions League football, you have that sort of option. So we need that, I think. So yeah, Chile made some good points that you know a team that wants to aspire to be like City, like Liverpool, has to have multiple good players. And I do think slightly different to him about the whole Ben White thing. I do feel like for England, he showed he can play like an inverted right back role, but at the same time, I do see the viewpoint that he was brought to be a centre-back. So if anything, it'll be good for us to have Ben White, Saliba and Gabriel compete and to, you know, have their place in the off setup. Because, you know, that's what all big teams do. They have, you know, f- at least three good centre-backs that could all have a claim to start in. Because Saliba, recently, he's made his debut for, for France against Ivory Coast. And that's just amazing to see, even without making the appearance for us, that, you know, he could still develop a way. Hopefully, you'll come for Rafael Varane soon. You'll see Kevin. So, I think we'll move on to the centre mids and stuff like that. So, what kind of traits and stuff are you looking for in a centre mid that comes to Arsenal? And do you think someone like Xhaka is easily replaceable or do you think he still deserves to be starting for us next season? Because I think those are worthy conversations to have. So, I'll start with you, James. Uh, No, I think Xhaka's going to be a really hard player to replace because... He's a really like weird profile in the sense that you don't he's so good at winning duels, and that that's what key that's why we're so good at sustaining possession. Um, and he's also he's also got the passing. So to get a player that is technically as sound as he is, but also to be able to win duels, and uh I don't know what it is about him, to be honest, because sometimes you watch him and think on the ball he's not doing everything, but I think it's just he's a very intelligent footballer. So he, he seemed to be in the right place at the right time. And because of it, we're so much better when he's in the team. Uh, I think the player we should sign in his position 
he needs to be a little bit better in tight spaces. So a bit better because against the deep block, we need someone who like an hour type player. But my only worry is if we sign someone like him, we sacrifice a lot of the jewels in midfield. Uh, and it also depends whether the long-term future of Tierney is to like overlap or to invert. Because recently Tierney's been inverting and Jack has been um, playing as like a left attacking midfielder, basically. Uh, but I can't remember the, the other game we played. Was it against Liverpool? No, maybe against Aston Villa. When, or whenever Smith Rowe played recently, um, Xhaka played a lot deeper and we played more of a pivot that time and uh, Tierney overlapped. So I, don't, I still don't know whether we are playing that 4-3-3 because of Martinelli and because of Smith Rowe, depending on that, or if that is the long-term plan going forward. Um, I think Smith Rowe is an interesting plan long-term uh, left centre mid, but also we've seen it before and every time we've done it before, it's not worked very well. I don't know, Bruno, Bruno Guimaraes was my favourite choice for that. And I'd say right now, Fabian Ruiz is definitely my biggest pick for that. Uh, I think he's probably as closest in profile to Xhaka. Uh, he's still younger than him. And I think he's slightly better in the final third than Xhaka. So he'd be my pick. But if we can, I think we should keep Xhaka and bench him next season or even start him, to be honest. Uh, but I, I worry that Xhaka doesn't want to be benched next season. He'll leave. I think he might have an agreement with Arteta saying this is his last season at the club, basically. Yeah, I, I can I can definitely see that being a thing. Like, because I feel like, I mean, he was set to leave, like, literally. And obviously, there was like a, a U turn, a change of heart. They must have a conversation. So I feel like I want to be surprised if there is an agreement there for Jacker to leave. Um, yeah, I, th- I think Arteta would have been like, all right, we just need one more season out of you. Then, yeah. then we'll let you go. Let just let us get a replacement, basically, because we weren't oh, able. Think... Who are we going for? Um, Locatelli. Locatelli mm. just aired our calls, and then he took us for a ride. Oh my days! <laughs> that sounds terrible. We're not. We shouldn't go for any Italians ever again. Like as in anyone right. Syria, because it's just like it's just not. It's a lost cause, isn't it? As soon as you went to learn here. Yeah, you thought you were getting Vlahovic, Karis, I ain't forgotten. Honestly, the street, the streets can never forget. You are Arsenal fans that were making comps and doing, yeah, I think he'll fit in here. Like, who are we benching for? Shut the fuck up, bro. <laughs> That's a, the, the graphic designers putting Arsenal tops on Vlahovic. Karis was out here breaking back for Vlahovic. Even like, even they were analysing his celebrations <laughs> when he was pointing and saying he oh pointing to Etihad. <laughs> No, no, no. It's not my fault. It's, um, it's Hagen's fault. It's not my fault. We were all gas thinking he's coming. It's not my fault. <laughs> Did you see him punch Torreira the other day, though? Yes. Yeah, um, I saw that. He's, that was he's mad. Not, he's not classy. He's not, he's not fast. They, used to, they, like, they were both Fiorentina together, and he yeah. just... Yeah. Did he get card No, ref nah, didn't. I think the ref didn't. Yeah, yeah. He, he, like, he just kind of gave him like, a little punch in the face. No, he put in because we've all seen what Ben White does. He'd be tripping people out for no reason, bro. Yeah, a centre back. Love that. He's fitting. He's, he's gonna get he's gonna get the toe for that soon. Like, also, the fans are a bit have got a bit of double standards with that. Because if that happened against us, our fans on yeah, Twitter we'd, we'd be pissed. That's that's why I'm like sort of like digging that up. Because I'm like, I know that like if I haven't got to like run, that's an agenda against Arsenal and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> I'd be like fighting that whole thing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um yeah in terms of sentiments though you guys have made loads of good shouts like Fabian Ruiz yeah. like I agree with James that 
he's got a proximity to Xhaka. And I think what's also different is that he can score from long range. I can't remember how many goals he got in Syria. I think off the, off the top of my head is like six goals or something like that. I think but he's six. got a and they're all they're all outside the box as well. All outside the box, crazy. We need that Arsenal, honestly. And another name I was thinking of, if you know any of you guys want to offer your thoughts, he's not as defensive as the other names, but I think Jacob Ramsey's the real deal. I, I really like him. Like, I mean, like, yeah, he's so much energy. His shooting technique is incredible. Like, you know, like when you see a player and you're like, this guy can re- replicate the technique and again and again and again. And like, he, he's always very consistent with his shooting. Like, he's composed, head over the ball, like, finishes his chances really well. Like, he saw the goal he scored for on the 21s, like, the other day. Like, it's just like, he, he's, he's quality. And like, how much do yeah. you think he costs that? Twenty-five million bid. That is yeah. so rude. Oh, like, if, like think, thinking about that right now, it's like that's disgraceful. Twenty-five million Smith Rowe. I mean, even back then it was bad, but like thinking about it right now, like what he's done this season, like it's crazy. It's a crazy offer. Like, they call karma. Remember, you guys bid forty million and one pound for Suarez. That's karma for you guys. Suarez's agent turned around and told us that if we they lied about the release, like, they, they literally just straight up ignored the fact that he had a release clause. What were we supposed to do? Like, <laughs> like, what is that about, fam? Do you know, people just said it was Benga's dementia, didn't they? There's Benga's confused. But do you know who I was suggested by? Apparently, he's going to Barcelona and Frank Kessie. Oh, yeah. that, that hurt my heart, man. He's a really good midfielder, man. And he can play like, he plays a funny role. He's like, even though he's, they mainly used him as a midfielder, he can sort of play as like a half winger kind of as well. I feel like he would have been a good replacement for Jaka. What about that Paul Pogba guy? Yeah. Is, he, is he on, is he on sale? <laughs> I love him. <laughs> <laughs> that, I can't tell us. Is he on sale? He's trying to leave, though. Bro, I don't think he's on sale. I think he wants to leave the, the ship. The ship is sinking still. Yeah, you know, if Pogba leaves United, you lot are finished. Not man. We are Titanic FC. Not gonna lie, I think you should let him go still. I think so too. I'm not gonna lie to you. I feel like, like I said in the last episode, I feel like if Ten Hag can come in, Van der Beek will try at least to fill that hole. And I feel like I, I want to see that angle. I don't. I'm tired of the Pogba saga, man. Like the fans don't like him. The racial abuse speaks for itself. But I feel like I'll let him go, and I say thank you. Please go and enjoy your career now because you deserve better than this. How long has he been at United? He's been like six years, years, bro. They raced in six years of his career. And there's no decent trophies. <laughs> Lovely. First of all, Karis, please calm down. <laughs> FA Cups don't count as a decent trophy. I don't I want this to be understood. English heritage. <laughs> English heritage. Uh, 
Most, it's the oldest cup in England, man. Come on, oldest cup in the world. That's oldest. The oldest cup in the football. Yeah. Emirates FA Cup. Emirates FA Cup heritage. Man. That's all I know about that. Stat pad. I guarantee. I look, Kevin, you'd love an FA Cup right now. That's all I'm saying. I'll do anything, bro. <laughs> even the Audi Cup. Even the Audi Cup. Cup no more. Kevin will take a community show, bro. He'll take a community show. First of all, you're talking a bit too much for someone who has Lukaku at strike. I need run three trophies this season, bro. I can chat whatever I want. All those free trophies are booky, bro. Free trophies. Pep Guardiola just, Pep Guardiola just gifted you that Champions League and go to punish him for that. He, he won't, he won't survive. Like, he, he can't get away with that, Pep Guardiola. He can't get away with that. That was he murder, can't, man. Like, but, yeah, in terms of Arsenal, I feel like we've discussed everything that we can do. Um, I probably want to ask each one of you before we move on to the international games, where do you think we could finish next season and why? Fourth. Fourth. Third. Because wait, essentially, you, wait, did you ask where can you finish next season? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd say fourth. Fourth. Like, this year, it was purple patch. Uh, I mean, like, respectfully, in the sense of you didn't expect to be in the situation, but things have somehow clicked in place. But next year, it would have been an earned, like, you're meant to get, if you know what I mean. So, like, you're just now making it your consistent position. Then from there, you'll start building. Then maybe the year after, maybe another fourth, closer to third, then before you know it, he's overtaking like third place and stuff like that. I think that's where it's the most realistic um, rise for Arsenal. But yeah, I agree with all you lot that, you know, fourth or third is something that is definitely achievable next season. Hopefully we secure Champions League. Hopefully we see Saka get Young Player of the Year. Marcelino's got his Brazil debut, you know. Our youngsters are thriving really and that's what I'm happy about. So is there anything else to add before we move on or not? I think we could finish third next season. I just think with all these youngsters a year older, Saka's going to be a scary player by then. And once we once Lacazette's out of the team, we as I say, <laughs> look, we we we've been as good as Chelsea in 2022, and that's with Lacazette. So once we got rid of this guy, we will be competing with Chelsea. That's what I think. Swap deal. Open, your, open swap, your ears. Be ready. Swap deal. Swap deal. Saka for Joe. <laughs> What's your shame? No. Remember early, you kept, you kept saying Cho, Cho plus 20 million. Cho plus 20 million. You have Niketia? No, 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 no. Okay. Niketia is just Lukaku five years younger, but when Lukaku is like, shit, is peak. That's what he is. <laughs> I, think, I think you're right about fourth, though, because also if we do have Champions League or Europa League, we're still going to have, we're still going to have to rotate our squad. And I don't think we've got the depth to deal with that competition yet, so... Yeah, probably four. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's just it, next season will be a season of like consolidation and just like making sure we are a consistent Champions League team because if we just come out next season and just we just bomb the season and like come like sixth or fifth or sixth again, it's just like everything we've worked for has just been like wasted in that sense. So I feel like it is about making sure okay, we have a we'll have a good run, we'll enjoy the Champions League, whatever happens in Champions League happens. But the league, we have to come. We have to come top four again. We have to show that we're here to stay. We're here to compete with the big boys year in year out because we haven't had that Champions League football for, for so long. So it's important we secure it again. I feel like you guys are going to get a peak group. You know, we are. We're, we're going to be top three. I think like it's most likely top three. So we'll have like a Bayern or a Real Madrid yep. in our team in our group, and we'll have like a. I don't know. Don't get too excited, yeah. Kevin. Don't worry. Don't get too I excited. I want so. that Bayern Munich game, bro. We know it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, five, bro. You know what? I- I'm excited, though, because 
like unlike a vendor, Arteta actually knows how to set up defensive systems. So we'll actually have like, again, love you. We'll, like we'll actually like not embarrass ourselves. We'll probably we'll lose, but like we'll actually like I think we'll compete a lot better than we did with Wenger, who just set up his like four two three one like Ramsey at a uh, double pivot, like just getting absolutely destroyed. And, like, Zero DMs. This great. We had no defensive setup with Wenger, but at least like I said, like, we'll actually like. I, I, I think I can envision it now, man. Remember Cockrell and show Robin inside this time. What's his name? Uh, who am I gonna say? Shaka will show Sane inside. I can't wait. I'm, I, I'm just, I can't wait. I'm honestly just can't wait. I'm so excited. That, that, that Robin goal still pisses me off. It was so <laughs> <insane. laughs> yeah, like, Nabri's gonna cook you lot, man. It's like the way, the way Robin cut inside it was like he didn't even like do a little fake or anything, he just literally just like. Right angle side inside. <laughs> 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 All them times was dangerous, man. I, I couldn't hack it. I couldn't hack school. What a wicked uh, team, fam. If Woody won 5 1, yeah, and they came back, I still played their strongest side. <laughs> How ungodly is that? <laughs> Tony Cruz cooked us. Tony Cruz was so big. Like, you oh, know, when he just does something like low, like low shots, like into the corners from like, outside the box. <laughs> Where like the team doesn't see it till late, it just curls into the corner. I was like, oh man, it was wow. deep. They won five one three times in a row, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did because they beat. Hey, let's ignore one. that now. All right, all right, all right. Let, let's move on. <laughs> yes, censorship <laughs> that tends to happen with Arsenal. Honestly, look at you. It's the history of the Arsenal. Well, yeah. In terms of the international game, since it's been the international break. Nigeria have played, Congo have played, England have played, they're all countries that we have affiliations to in one way or another. So we'll start with Nigeria and Ghana, the Jalof Rice Derby. So any of you that wants to start... Oh, let me tell you now, yeah, BBC Sport, they, I'm telling you, they listen to BTV. You saw, you saw that snippet I sent into... Honestly, copyright, Ally. What the hell? They, why they quit? <laughs> how dare they say Jalof Derby? We do. That's, 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 that's a bit racist, isn't it? This, this is an African <laughs> people's only <laughs> land, bro. Why are you saying Jalof Derby, bro? <laughs> I was I was shocked. I was thinking, I was I said, who wrote this? I said, oh imagine uh, Robert Savage wrote that. Oh my god. It's gonna be Jalof. The only positive was when I looked at the lineup and I heard that my man was injured. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. I was just rejoicing, man. They said he's not playing today. I said, hey, move <laughs> IG baddie is not playing today. Thank goodness. <laughs> For the keeper. The, oh, yeah. Yeah. James, I'll keep it so shit, man. Yeah, I, I, I've heard a bit about him. He's 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 basically a Nigerian four-star. He's just, <laughs> if, I think even four-star might be better than him. I'm not even going to lie. I shouldn't even do four-star like that. But this guy is just so cheeks. And then you watch the game now, and it's just, what do you want me to say? Like, it was just... It was bad. I think the whole... No, let me find the stats. I think we only had, like, what, three shots on target the whole game? Bro, the game was cheeks, bro. Like, the Nigerian Football Federation is in need of serious, serious reform, bro. What are we actually doing, bro? That game was so bad. Like, I, I look at the game, I'm just like, are these professional footballers? These guys must be, like, accountants or something, bro. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And where are the main guys? Why are the guys not there, bro? It's an international duty, bro. Where's all the main guys? I have no idea. Like, Nigeria? Like, yeah. That's so, like, so for example... It's so bad, man. Like, they have good personnel, but you, we never ever see them, like, 
get selected. And I think like one day we should actually discuss how corrupt, like especially African teams are, because like I don't know how we let it slide that Don Obi Mikel was our centre attacking midfielder for how many years? Mourinho was getting him to play do dirty work he's like oh finally I can live up my dream when I play for Nigeria <laughs> I get to wear number 10 today honestly bro like it just whoever's got the deepest pockets or whoever knows the right people to get selected for the Nigerian national team. Never the best players. Because who the hell is Sadio? Well, how do we have Ossiman and we sat on called Sadio is playing? Who is that? What is he playing like? Worry, worry, warriors or something? Oh. <laughs> he so plays for Wanderers. He plays for Edo State County. <laughs> Where is he from, bro? Why is he? Oh my I have no idea, bro. But like, Oh man! So what do you guys uh, think you'll do in the return game against Ghana? Do you think you win or? I'm not. I think we'll win, but I think it'll be it'll be like it'll be another like dirty game. Like, we'll probably win like one 0 but like it just because we're at home. I think it'll, it'll back us to win, but like yeah, it didn't happen. Like we should be with our talent, like the players we had available on the pitch. Like we had like Austin then didn't do shit. We had two players there. also didn't do shit. Yeah, we're actually playing terribly right now. We had, I mean, Moses Sino, like, he's, he's too gassed, to be honest. He's, he's too gassed. <laughs> <laughs> he's still like, like, he's still like, these are like, still like, these are players like Ian Atcher as well. But like, it's just like, you saw how we played the first game. We were just hoofing the ball. We did it again, zero build up. There was no, like, we didn't play like, on the on, like, on the floor, like, just pass, pass, pass. We were just hoofing it up to Austin Man, hoofing it up to like, Chukwes there. And they were just, it was just like, why are we hoofing it? Like, there's no composure. Like, what, why are we not getting the foot on the ball and just playing our football? Because it's like, okay, Ghana, like, like who've Ghana got really? Like, yeah, apart from that like, Thomas party, like, there's no one there which is of an Ghana team. Like, they got like okay players. They got some few like talented players, like talented youngsters. Shout out, Chow, innit? <laughs> but, like, there's no one there you should be like, oh, bro, we can't play our football against them. Like, come on. Like, where is the composure? Where is the, like, the setup to just play our normal game and just play football? We weren't, we weren't playing football in the first leg. It was a disgrace. And, but I think we'll get through the second leg, but like, it won't be pretty. I don't know what the manager's doing. Yeah, we didn't get through. Yeah. We were playing the EDL ball, man. That, I, I, think, I think that's the problem. Burnley v Stoke Route 1 football, bro. I was gonna say, bro. Like, we don't even have like. Not, I don't think there is such thing as Nigerian ball. We just whoever's the strongest and the tallest go out front, kick it to him. Somebody <laughs> football fam. It's the ball. It's so agricultural, fam. Like literally, exactly. <laughs> it's just pure pace and power. There's no build up play, bro. <laughs> I feel like the like the, tra- the training session for the national team is um, probably like 50 minutes pure heavy lifting. Ever pounded down. <laughs> There may be a couple minutes of p- passing the ball back and forth. That's it. That's what these <laughs> man do. Because these man, these man be bulking, drinking protein shakes um, on international break. I don't know what's going on with them. You, you, know, you know in their bottle, they don't have water in there. Apparently it's Superman. <laughs> 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 these men are drinking Superman mid-game because the way these lot are gassed after 50 minutes of football, I'm thinking there's no way. Honestly. Oh, <laughs> um, there's no way you're rational, your cardio is that bad. 
All they do is shoot from far as well. They always just shoot long shots. No one wants to no one wants to build play and like get into the box and like make a good shot. They just shoot from like 35 yards. I'm like, why? Um on to me on. No, I don't know if you remember watching our game as well, but Congo play Morocco. These guys are chatting the most and that, you know, Morocco are going to whoop us, this, this, that. Um, and to be honest, like, I wasn't expecting that much, but I was watching it on my, on my way to work because we both work in the lab, innit? Me and Kevin. Um, I was watching it on my way until, like, you know, the underground cut it off and all of that. <laughs> but <laughs> when I did watch it, we had some decent chances here and there and we probably could have dispatched uh, Morocco, but... We didn't do the job, but then Morocco equalised late in the second half, which is what we do. But the guy I'm talking about is Yannick Bolassi. This guy still gets call-ups. Country legend. Your greatest ever player. Congo icon. Yeah, respect him, fam. You know when he retires, he's getting an icon card in FUT, right? 100%. <laughs> I'm, just listen- I'm listening in shock right now at what I'm Yannick hearing. Yannick, the GOAT Bolassi, fam. Gonna, they're gonna put his picture in black and white. <laughs> like I've never been so angry. He's already. Let me find this stat so you understand what I'm working with. Yeah. So, um, he had zero out of two successful dribbles, zero out of three accurate crosses. Um, what else? Zero out of four ground jewels won. Basically, everything he did was just rubbish. You know that phrase, everything he touched turns to gold? It was the opposite of that. Everything he touched turned to doo-doo. <laughs> oh, my. You, know, you know that skill he does where he tries to sweep the floor and then he tries to beat you? He's too busy trying to do it again. No, Frank Gillis, he hasn't done that again. Because if he did, I'll I'll say some ungodly <laughs> things, I'm telling you. That'd be too funny. No, but how old is Balassi? Is he not? I think he's actually almost 40. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's up there. He's he's thirty two. Bro, he's got a couple years in this been a for a while now. I swear he doesn't No, he plays for this team apparently. Turkish oh, team. Yeah, is that why Turkish you're team. Yeah, they're nineteenth. They're nineteenth in Turkish league, sir. That's brazy. No, but that explains why. Yeah, right now, comps, man. No, right now for our return game against Morocco, we're just relying on Wissa. He plays for Brentford right now. He scored for us in the game. He was very good. So, in the league, so he's only got four goals in the league. But for Brentford, that's decent. To be fair, so. No, he's got he's got cold celebrations. The one where he does, I think he did that, didn't he? He's, yeah, I, like, like, I, like him. I like him. The okay, the okay sign, whoever it is, but yeah. So we got him. We got some guy called Kayembe. He plays for Watford. <laughs> He's gonna hope that he pulls through. <laughs> Bakambu coming off the bench from Marseille. He's got three goals in six games to Marseille. Sorry, can I say that? What? Bakambu's dead. I, I, I'll never forget. Yeah, since I've known Karis, he's been gassing this Cedric Bakambu guy. He, he's, he's in his prime. He was playing in China. I, I don't understand how you Villarreal, can respect him. <laughs> Villarreal. Villarreal. Respect my guy. Villarreal. I like it, bro. I like it, bro. Villarreal Chukweze show. I don't know. I don't know why you're talking about Cedric Bukambu. Who's that? Whose uncle is that? No, allow him, man. Allow him. He was good. He was good when he played for um for Villarreal. For like five goals per season. Allow it. On average, 
12 goals a season. Decent, decent. <laughs> Look at you guys, man. Him and Ganduzi are balling up for Marseille, so we move. So, yeah, hopefully we do well against Morocco. We make a World Cup because that'd be great. They lost 4 1. Because I've held too much slander for being Congolese on Twitter. Right? And enough is enough now. So, <laughs> we need to make this World Cup. Bro. Imagine Congo v Brazil. <laughs> That's dangerous. I'm not watching that. After that seven goals that held to Germany, you're holding 14. They are slapping you 14 goals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Congolese would be just like wide and waist, while like Brazil just dribbled past them. And, like, <laughs> Look at this. Lassie just getting pocketed by Casemiro all game. <laughs> You know, having your fun, yeah. It's Nigeria that make its peak. That's all I'm well, saying. Making the World Cup, bro. You know that Nigeria. Nigeria always makes the World Cup. Even when we had Yakubu, even when we had Yakubu at front, we make the World Cup. Yakubu, God will punish us. The way he was cheering come after that miss, like that's that's not funny. He was smacking his gums. He was slapping his gums. He was trying to be that nonchalant, like, ah, oh, nah, it's fine, it's fine, still. He was mad. He was mad. Apparently, after he missed against South Korea, hooligans apparently went to his, his village and was threatening his mum. I, I never knew that happened. I found this out, like, two months ago. Obviously, oh, it's not a joke, but that's serious, bro. That's, People yeah, that's that, that, that serious. Village. It would actually do shit. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Like, that sounds like a joke, bro. Oh, man. Was, it, was, it, was it before a Champions League game? They kidnapped Mikel's brother or something like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that's so brazen, bro. <laughs> it's not funny. I'm so sorry. Like, right before the semi-final, this guy got the course that, hey, you know they kidnapped your brother. You know that, that. Like, what is wrong with these people, fam? Man's, man's yeah, head uh, gone, thinking, how am I meant to play? Like, you better pay these 40 million naira now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna mention the England game too. I didn't watch it personally, I can't lie. But James, I'm guessing if you did, what do you think of the game and how did it exactly go? Yeah, England England were pretty dry to be honest. There wasn't there wasn't much to it. Um Ben White got out jumped for that header, but I, I don't think it's as much his fault as people on Twitter were making out. People were saying like, oh, Ben White, he's he's a liability in the air. But the, and he look, played well it, too as well. It was a good cross and Walker Peters. I, I think Ben White should have probably been positioned back, but I don't think it was his fault for not, not winning the header. Uh, the game the game was just boring, to be honest. England didn't deserve to win uh, but in that classic England fashion. Just won the game, and it, they'll say like, "Oh, England on a ten-game winless streak," and we'll probably go into a World Cup and like get to the semis or something, and just get beaten by a team that are better than us. But yeah, it, I, England, are, England are boring. But I, I think the thing about Southgate, he, he's a vibes manager, and I think at international football, it doesn't even matter because if you can, if you've got good players like that, and you can get them all playing together, then I think you'll do all right. But like that, that's France's problem, I think. Is they've got so many big egos and they don't always play well together, apart from the World Cup, obviously. But but that even the mid- and anyway, yeah, I think I've got to go, boys. I got football. I have got power league. Oh, yeah, it's been man. great to have you. It's been so, great to have you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, thank you for having me on. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I couldn't speak about my my proposal for United's most important player at the moment was Fred. By the way, oh, I think yes. yeah, I think Fred is honestly one of United's most important players. And there's a stat to back it up. It was like, this was in February time, but it said um, you'd gone like 11 games unbeaten with Fred in the team and your win rate with with him and without him in the team was like really different. 
So yeah, it, it was Fred. It's probably Bruno, but I thought Fred was an interesting shout. So Bruno's our biggest curse. Fred is Pastor Fred. <laughs> Pastor Fred. Uh, it's been a pleasure, boys. See, see you later. Yeah, Each um, big six team. So we'll start with United, of course, as James said, Fred. Do you guys agree that he's the most important player in their side right now? Or do you think of somebody else? I think, I'm going to put a twist on this. I mm. think if Harry Maguire can fight his inner demons and not fuck shit up, he is our most important player. Man. Because, not, not in a good way, in a bad way. Because I feel like everyone is, everyone's doing okay. He's just so bad. But it's Harry Maguire slander every episode, man. So people need to come to expect this from me. But I feel like he actually is our biggest problem. So I say he's important is because if we can get him out of the team, especially, then yeah. But if he has to play, if he can just play okay, at least just okay, like a human, then we're okay. You get me? But Fred, Fred is my like my serious choice. Like, you know what I mean? Fred has been... It's funny you say this because if you get the World Cup Maguire that played for England and you know was making a team of the tournament, he'd be very good for you guys. Like, this there is, is me no World Cup Maguire. Maguire. I hate when people say that. there is no World Cup Maguire. There's no World Cup in Euros Maguire. Yeah, he's defended by two CDMs, two other centre backs right next to him. What other centre back <laughs> in the history of football have needed so much protection, bro? So <laughs> much protection. I'm telling you, I, I don't stand it. I don't like this World Cup Maguire debate. You know. I don't care about the stats, man. Gareth Southgate is actually a criminal to football as well, bro. When, when it comes to the judgment of football war crimes, him and Oli will both be on the stand. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. On the topic of Maguire, why don't you not just switch the three at the back to suit Maguire? Bro, we're not a competent team. And realistically, if we were to do that, it would be... What would, what would it be? My choice would be Bailly, Varane and Maguire, if I had to pick. And you can just do what Chelsea does and just play your wingers as wingbacks, like... Or you can play Luke Shaw as a wing back and whoever else you want. Like you can, I'm pretty sure Wan Bissaka can play as a wing back. No, he can't. Oh hell no. That guy can't even play football. <laughs> <laughs> hell no. I played the loader. Um, yeah, like, so, yeah, Chidi, who do you think is United's most important player right now? Like, like to build her off next season. See, you think the thing is, like when you have such an incompetent team, it's quite hard to actually pick out who's important because like <clears throat> It's like, are you imp- are you just important because you're just like you're just saving the team? But it's like when you're, at- it's like you know, like the whole Leno thing. It's like because I, I, I want to say De Gea and like he's quite important, but he, is he even important or is it just because he is creating his own problems? And the fact that United are incompetent means that he is important because it's like once you once United upgrade and like they become a better team that creates more chances and holds possession better and doesn't concede as many chances, the hair won't be important anymore. And it'll actually be more of a liability because of the fact that he can't help with the build-up and stuff. Whereas now, okay, yes, he's made the most saves in the in the Premier League. So he seems important right now. So it's like it's quite hard to even judge United in that sense because it's such a it's such a malfunctioning team and there's so many problems with the team that I can't pick out a player and be like, okay, yes, this is this is the guy you need to build around. This is the guy who's so important for your team. So, yeah, like, honestly, none of your players are important right now. <laughs> uh, like, that's my, like, honest opinion. It's yeah. funny because of, uh, I would have probably said Fred on first instant, considering how he played under Ranyuk, but you make a good point because easily Ten Hag can be like, I don't like Fred, I don't like this guy, I can take them out. So they're not as important as they're supposed to be anyway. So it is good to think about 
maybe United is the one that you can't really answer, but the rest that you can. Yeah, so I think it'd be good to look at Chelsea's most important player too. I think there's a few you can put up there. My initial instinct is to think of, it's very tricky. I'd say Rhys James, they were missing him a lot when he was injured. You saw all the rumours about getting a new right wing back. And then I'd also say um, Havertz as well, more because of the fluidity he gives Chelsea. But I want Denzel to start first and tell me what he thinks as the resident Chelsea fan. I'd say our most important player, we have more than one, but if I had to say one first, I'd say Kai Havertz because we play much more fluid football with him. You know, we transition better. He holds up play. He links up play. He just provides a lot more to our attacking aspect. And then I'd say definitely Reese James. And another one that goes under the radar quite a lot that people don't realise is Ben Chilwell. He's a very good option at left back. He completes our defence. Now that we've had to keep watching Alonso or Saar play there, yeah, that whole left side, it's, it's not it, to be honest. But then I'd even go as far as saying Thiago, Rudiger, and possibly our entire midfielder. If I had to pick out of the midfield, I'd say Kante is a must. Like, even though he's, what, 31, maybe 32, like, you can't replace Kante. Like, he's Kante. He's an extra man on the pitch. So, definitely, those are our most important players. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, I believe, especially Havertz, even... even Havertz is actually developing not only for Chelsea, but also for the German national team. He's just kind of becoming one of those players where no matter what team he's plugged into, he becomes a pivotal um, part of the team's progression. But I feel like, especially for Chelsea this season, he really has filled that void, which Lukaku has not only made bigger, but he really has tried to really fill those shoes and he's kind of made Chelsea function irrespective of their failed striker acquisition. I feel like another player that's not being mentioned right now is like also Mendy. I think there's nothing, there's nothing better than having a keeper who you know that when a shot comes in, he's eight out of ten, he's going to save it. So I feel like Mendy's another good shot. And then Reese James. Reese James is really, really good. Um, yesterday, uh, not yesterday, last episode, we said that Reese James and Trent, we touched on it. Some sinful things were said, but I still do believe that Reese James, Reece James is not as far away from Trent as people think. So yeah, those are my three choices. Mendy's the best keeper in the world, by the way. I agree. Dara, Dara. Huh? I listen for me. This guy is one we want stopping. It's crazy. If you see what how Liverpool leave him exposed, it's nuts. It's nuts. Like Liverpool aren't serious, man. Like, I've seen now a number of one v ones that they give Allison to deal with, and like he's just a machine at them. And like he's just he's just like he's so imposed and like, players are scared of going one v one with him because they just feel so they just feel intimidated and they they hardly ever like compose themselves and finish and just because of Allison in that in that place. So Allison's number one for me. Like he's been so consistent and like he's very close, but I gave it Allison as well. I, I love him a lot, but like yeah, Allison is I think he's better. It's because it's because Mendy won Afcon and, and these coons don't rate Afcon fam. Um let's move on to Liverpool's most important player. So obviously we named one of them that could have been that. So do you think is it Allison or is it someone else that's most important for Liverpool? Salah man. Charles um, Liverpool's survival starts and begins with Salah. I'm not gonna lie to you. Let's let's be so sincere about ourselves. Like, I don't think so, you know, because they, now they've got Luis Diaz. I think they're chilling now. I'm not gonna lie. No, nah, but why? Before they got like, him, I would have agreed. 
those high, those like the uh, high quantity of goals. He got like over 20 Premier League goals, doesn't he? Yeah, he's only yeah. like three years now. The gap between the second and first place in goal scoring right now is crazy. I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, if you take those goals away, Liverpool are gonna be a lot further away from Man City. Yeah, so I feel like Salah is the most important, but Diaz is a shot though. But I feel like Diaz is the air rather than the now. I'd even, yeah, um, I'd say Fabinho as well, you know. Ooh, I like that shot. Fabinho is very integral to that midfield. Like he he goes under the radar for a lot of people. Fabinho is, I, I would want him at Chelsea. Like he's a cold midfielder. Like he just, he's almost perfect. He's got them long legs that just gets everything. Like you think you got on past him and he's just there in the last second. My one for me personally is Trent. I feel like he's the best crosser in world football right now. And I don't think it should be debatable either. Like, the balls he puts in for anybody in their team will pull it on a plate from 50, 60 yards like it's nothing. His passing is just crazy. And it's just... It's kind of weird how he's not as integral for England, surprisingly. But at least for Liverpool, what a player, man, honestly. I can't lie. Defensively, maybe can improve a little bit, but... Is a bit overstated at times, but his passing ability is sensational. And for me, that just keeps Liverpool ticking. He's been a lot better defensively this year. Like, a lot, a lot better. Yeah, yeah, I agree, to be fair. Yeah. I agree as well, because I feel like he creates chances out of nothing as well, which is really underrated. Like, Liverpool will be playing bad, and then he just clips like a 50-yard ball straight into the head of someone. I'm just like, that's just not fair at all. Like, you, you don't... Like a speed, like a speed for... Exactly. And it's like, what is that? Like, how are you supposed to defend? Because how would you plan for a fullback? Like, you can't plan to defend a fullback, can you? Like, realistically, you can plan for, like, an attacker. You'd be like, okay, I'll show him onto his, onto his weak foot. I can, like, double-team him. But, like, a fullback who's crossing from, like, the halfway line, like, what are you supposed to do about that? Like, he, it's impossible to defend for. So, yeah, like, it's, it's, he's a cheat code, to be honest. There's nothing. I think the best you can do is just ask your wingers to like maintain a high line, but th- that's it. Yeah. Like they can't spend the whole game man marking a fullback. Like. Exactly. <laughs> 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 All right, let's move on. Um, who is Tottenham's most important player? And skip them bums, bro. <laughs> should we skip them? I don't mind to be fair. <laughs> uh, uh, we oh, it's obviously Harry Kane and Son in. Like, who else is there to talk about in that team, bro? 
Literally, yeah. No, hold on, hold on. Um, Benton Kerr is coming, but I feel like we'll, we'll, feel, we'll feel him more from you'll feel him more from next year. He's actually nah. a pretty good player. You, you don't think? He's Are good? you sure? No, he's actually, he's, he's actually decent. Obviously, I'm applying Tottenham tax, but for the yeah. shit, for the shithole that Tottenham, <laughs> he's decent. He's probably decent. That, that City decent. game, that City game aside, I don't really rate him to be honest. Can't no, lie. like he, he played. Um, it's either him or I think. Okay, let me just say it like this: I think those two signings that they made are decent for their standards. I wouldn't okay. want them at United, so to speak, but they're both decent, and I feel like other than the Harry Kane's and Huming Song, I feel like those two are. A step in the right direction for a directionless team. Yeah, a rich, we, a rich United fan, but yeah, I'd even say what's his name? He's he's a good winger as well. And Kulishevsky. Yeah, he's good. Uh, he's, he's good though. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely Hurricane. Like, yeah, obviously Hurricane. He creates their chances. He scores their goals. It's like he's he's just that guy. Like without Hurricane, what are they? Nah. So, Everton. Exactly. It's Hurricane. Bring him to the Emirates. I swear he's a he's a gunner at heart or something like that. Yeah, he used to know when he was young, yeah. So Harry Kane is LeBron when LeBron was at Cleveland. Harry <laughs> carry job over there, man. Literally. I don't know why he's there, so that's another that's another conversation. Yeah, so I think we should look at who Man City's best player is, and I think there's a lot of choices that you can pick. I've got one that's come to mind instantly, but I want you guys to say your picks first. I think Kevin De Bruyne personally. Yeah, I'm saying Cancelo. That as well. Like Cancelo is like, I feel like he's the only guy who plays every game consistently. I feel like the Benjamin Mendy whole situation is, has like amplified that as well because they haven't got a left back really. But like mm. Zinchenko's there, but like they're really playing that much. So Cancelo has been playing either left back or right back pretty much every single game. I think he's got the most appearances in the city team, but like he is just, he is like one of their main creators. And, like he's just being reliable for them. So yeah, definitely Cancelo for me. Why I say KDB is because I feel like, especially that Manchester derby, the game starts and ends with Kevin De Bruyne. He kind of like sets a tempo which all the other players around him bounce off of. So it was almost like, I can imagine being on the pitch with Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne's like, yeah, hit, yeah, you receive, yeah, you pass it, yeah. I can just imagine him like dictating the ball to everyone. I'm just like, yeah. you know when you play for a team and your best players on the pitch and he's just like, yeah, yeah, bro, bro, bro. And he's like calling each other by your nicknames. That's what Kevin De Bruyne is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like Kevin De Bruyne is like the main man. And I feel like, I'm not going to lie to you, man. If I was a Chelsea fan, I'd be crying blood every day for letting him and Salah crawl through the cracks. I can yeah. I confirm the Salah one because like we had Hazard after in it. But yeah. that KDB one's unforgivable. Mourinho, man. My one, I actually had... Cancelo at first, and then another name that came to mind was Bernardo Silva. And it's funny because there was a point where he was close to leaving, and then Pep kind of, I wouldn't say got forced to play him. It's like, you know, he saw that he's on at his disposal, started using him more. And like, you know, his work rate coming back, which people don't talk about enough, his work rate, the way he can dribble, pass, do everything on the ball. One of the best pep, top five in the league for me, um, Bernardo Silva. So, so good. Like, I couldn't believe there was a point where Arsenal fans are like, they want to take Bernardo Silva at Arsenal. Like, these men are actually so silly sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You, you won't take Silva, but you're begging for Guendouzi to come back. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> oh, don't even start with that. Our fans that beg for Guendouzi, they're sick, honestly. But, yeah, yeah. I would definitely say Bernardo Silva for me personally. Hey, what, um, so, hey, what um Gabriel Jesus? 
He's just not been playing as much recently. Uh, he had a good start to the season and then kind of just fell off yeah, the radar, really. He only scored like two goals this season. He's barely played. Mm. On popular opinion, I think he's kind of cheeks. I think Gabriel Hurst is kind of cheeks, though. Any yeah. first I think he's got right. Like, I don't know, man. He's a glorified. I, like he's, I always feel like he thinks he's ready to explode, but he never does. So I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, is he even that guy? Like, yeah, I don't know, man. He's, yeah, he was, I don't know how old he is now. He must be like 24 or something right now. But like, it's like, he should have been like made that step up and he never has. So it's a weird one for him. Like, someone like Saka's already making that step up that Jesus hasn't made. So I can kind of see where Kevin's coming from, to be honest, with Gabriel Jesus. But he definitely needs that move. Um, let's go to Arsenal, which is the final one. So who's our most important player? Because I think there's a few. And I think people will be surprised by my answer. So I'll let you guys go first. But, yeah. I want to say Thomas Partey, you know. Because I feel like, uh, obviously, the bait will be Saka. But when I say Thomas Partey, because I remember you guys were struggling when he was like, Go doing up Afro Nation, then he came back. And you man haven't lost since. My name lost <laughs> Afro Nation. Yeah, man was like, Oh, you man, you man, wait for me, wait for me, wait for me. Then he came back, <laughs> and the whole thing changed. <laughs> he actually went to Wisconsin. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> remember, like, when, when, like, I think it was like the Wisconsin concert, and then he dropped a stinker like the next day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, he went Yam Festival as well. Yeah, yeah, was really enjoyment, bro. Like, been London money. He forgot he was a footballer. <laughs> but since December, he's been crazy, like world class. Honestly, yeah. Um, my answer, I think, will surprise a lot of you because of at the start of the season, it's not going to be Saka firstly. By the way, even the Saka is very, very important to us. Let's not get that twisted. I'm going to say Martin Odegaard. Mm. Um, at the start of the season let me not lie I had so many slander names for this guy because he started the season terribly I was like we've made the mistake getting this guy what is he doing I was calling him like estrogen with the little like special O at the start you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I had too many names for this guy yeah <laughs> had to delete all my tweets well um... <laughs> don't run don't run bro <laughs> but he's humbled me still like from December, he's another guy that has a shout of being our best player. He dictates all the passing moves that we make, his work rate too. It's something that, as much as he's not a better player than, let's say, Ozil, it's something that I wouldn't say Ozil had as much of that defensive IQ that Odegaard has, like, you know, going going back. Maybe some might disagree, which is fine, but he helps us a lot off the ball, really. And... That's not the most important, of course. Like, you know, his little flicks, the little dummies he does, the little, like, chip balls he'll do. Fantastic player, honestly. So, I'd say he's the crate that we've been missing since 18, 19, I'd say, when Ozil's decline kind of really started. So, he's kind of filled that void very well. Obviously, he's got a lot to do to kind of, you know, reach that status of player. Um, but I'd say he's, he's the most important for us. Yeah, Odegaard. I yeah, would say, no, I, yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd say Odegaard, and then I'd say Saka, and you've got a couple, you know, Saka, Martinelli, um, Party as well. Even now, as of late, Ben White. I'd go as far as saying Ben White as well. Like he's he's basically your starting centre back now. Like he's that guy for you in defence. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. 
I feel like it's even a bit hard to even pinpoint one guy because because we our team's been so like consistent in terms of like we've always had the same players available every week. So it's kind of hard. You know, like you can see some when someone's really important when you take them out and you see the performance level drop. Whereas we've had most of our main guys every game this season. Like um, we've been quite lucky in terms of not having injuries, not having absences and stuff. Um, so I think the, the top the top three, like you all we mentioned, Erdegaard, Party, and Saka, I think are our top three and most important. Um, I, I feel like with Party, we probably see it depends on the game because I feel like I feel like Lacombe can do a job in Party's role with Jack yeah. if Jack was there beside him. I feel like he he did get definitely unfairly treated when he was there alone with like Charlie Patino and like I don't know Erdogan or Smith Rowe midfield like. That's not like a fair way to judge him, but when he, I think if he had been there, he would perform a lot better. So I feel like we could deal with Party's loss. Um, Erdegaard, I don't think we really have anyone to replace him, like, like in terms of the way he plays. Like Smith Rowe can come into there, but he's a very different type of ten. He's more of like a sort of not off the wall ten, but someone who likes to do quick layoffs, likes to like pass and move, yeah, pass and move, link up, and like he doesn't want to like. Have the guy have the ball and like scan the play and like make player through ball. He's not that kind of player really. So he's a different type of ten. Um, Saka, we don't really have a replacement for either. We've played well without him a couple of times. We played without him, but yeah, we don't really have a direct replacement. So probably Erdogan and Saka are the two most important, I think. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's just a testament to our system that the way that we don't like rely on too much on like one player. Though. Yeah, I think that'd be a good way to end. Um, this section about the most important players in each top six team. Maybe we can discuss that more over the week in polls and tweets and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so moving on, I thought we'd just have a little fun topic just to end it, just lighthearted. You lot have seen how the clocks have moved forward. Oh, the way it messed up my productivity is crazy, but um, <laughs> I want you lot to, to chat about that for me. Oh my days. I was there chilling in bed here yeah, thinking I've got enough time to get my work done. And then I looked at my phone, it said 2 a.m. I said, hey. <laughs> I said, oh my gosh. I said, this thing is due tomorrow, you know. <laughs> Bro, I, I was I, I was get, um, rotated into work in the lab at, from 8 a.m. this morning. And then I remember I was chilling in bed midnight. I'm thinking, I'm enough time here. Yeah. My mom says, oh, clock is changing. I have this toxic trait where I feel like, oh, automatically one hour extra. My mom said, no, it's the bad one. It's the one where you lose an hour. <laughs> I felt like I just blinked. I was already full on Broadway. I'm thinking, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I blinked full on Broadway. I was, bro, my spirit was not with me today, bro. I was just like, what is this? And then before this episode, yeah, the sleep was just massaging me. It was caressing me until Carrie said that. Harry said the link. I said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Same, bro. Mother's Day has been long. Mother's Day has been long, bro. I won't lie to you. <laughs> when Carrie started calling me, I was just thinking, I was like, is today is Sunday. I was there doing my work. I was there writing Cody. And this guy started calling me. I was thinking, why is this guy calling me, fam? Like, you can message me. And then yeah. I'm thinking, oh, shit, today is Sunday. I'm meant to be recording, fam. I looked at the time. It's just 7 p.m. I said, I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> you remember this time change god forgive them honestly honestly bro it's honestly some BS. Least, yeah why is it a thing like it's so jarring like 
<laughs> like, can we just not stay at the same time the whole year? I know it's like a whole day, like the like daylight saving time thing, but I don't know if it's necessary or not. Like, I don't know. Can you just not firm it? Time is even a man-made concept, so why don't we just say fuck it and just do our thing? Like, Honestly, what's what, what's the worst that can happen if we all collectively ignore it? Yeah, like imagine if we all work up one day and was like, you know what? We're setting, I'm setting the clock back. <laughs> like, thought, I'm setting my clock back. Like I'm leaving the time how it was. If we all done that, what would actually happen? If the whole world collectively done it, I think everything would be planned, you know. Bro, like, what's the world have that, that today? Sorry. Like if the world has that power, yeah, but I feel like for right now, we should focus on petrol prices, bro. My car has been thirsty for the past week and a half, but <laughs> I, keep turning, I, keep turning, I keep turning a blind eye, bro. I keep turning a blind eye to the fuel tank. Petrol right now is that buying yeah, printer, bro. Like, if you ain't got that, like, petrol right now is that yeah. buying printer ink. Expensive for no reason, bro. Like, you only try and buy printer ink, and then you're, you're, you're looking at the, the Monza alert on your phone, you're thinking, how did I just spend £55 on ink? Let me start about petrol prices, yeah? It's long because of my driving instructor now increased the price of my lessons. I'm actually in pain. <laughs> bro, can you blame her? Can you blame her? She has to feed her family, bro. <laughs> she went from, it was £30 an hour to, to £34 an hour. No way. You get the word out there. Price, the, price, price of the brick has gone up. <laughs> this world is mad, man. Oh, my days. Like, what stops us from waking up and being like, today, it's actually 2, it's 2 p.m., it's not 9. What stops us? You know, there's a, there's a place in the world, yeah, um, I think it's some it's like a small village in Greenland. Mm-hmm. They've got six months of winter, and because of that, they just, they throw away all the clocks in the village. So nobody uses clocks in that village at all. They had a vote. Had there a, right now. They had a vote to just get rid of all the clocks because they've got six months of winter. Like, what's the point looking at the time when it's dark every day? But how do they function, like, so, like, when the school starts, stuff shit? It's just all done on vibes, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone um, just kind of, like, has, like, a, a consensus agreement in it, like, I'm, I'm pulling up to work at this, like, when I'm there, in it? And everyone's like, yeah, right, cool. I'll see you when I'm there, innit? I'm surprised. Uh, I'm surprised that they're not. I'm surprised not more black people there, fam. Just pull up when you when you feel like it, bro. <laughs> if you gave me that 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 flexibility, like you just want to see me there, you know it, bro. <laughs> That's mad. I'll, I'll get the work done when I get it done in it, and your manager's <laughs> emailing you like, "Hey, that That's dangerous." Let me three months ago. Where is it? <laughs> That's mad. Uh, I don't know how they do it, but they just make it work. I think there's only like 150 people there, but it's just like it's pattern that like, everyone just makes it work somehow. Like, th- there's no clocks, bro. Wow. That's because like that man, that man like to live life, innit? Compared to here, bro. Here, don't you just struggle? Clock times changing, petrol prices. Don't know talk about congestion charge. I drove through congestion charge today, bro. My heart is just burning, bro. My heart is just burning. So I have to pay that. I'm paying that after this pod, and my heart is burning. <laughs> 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 congestion charge is is actually brazy. Like if you, I don't know, man. Oh, wait, would you not, would you ever get an electric car? Electric car. If Elon Musk wants to hook that up, then shout me in it. But other than that, I don't know, man. Because when you drive into areas like Ulez and your whip is not meeting that requirement, that's another charge to pay. 
Right now, my whipping is meeting the requirement, innit? But I know how these men are like, bro. They'll start fine-tuning it, looking at the statistics to see how many man's car reach it or not. They want to make money, bro. And then the yep. money will lie in the MPs. That's another thing I want to say, bro. This is when they're around them section, yeah? Man said the MPs' annual salary went up 20%. And my taxes, my taxes have gone up more. Who do I need to speak to about this? I need to speak to someone about this. The MPs, bro? It's a Ponzi scheme, bro. <laughs> it actually can't do anything about it, but like they just like it's actually like they like robbery what they're doing, and we can't do anything. No, <laughs> like, like everything in the country has gone up in price, literally everything, and like all the benefits have been cut, and like everything that's like everything's a struggle now, and they're still earning more money. Like, what the hell is this system? Like, it's a, it's crazy, and we can't do anything. My like, BT broadband has gone up too, it's a mess. Oh. Bro, energy bills, fam. Like, honestly, like, I, I, I'm scared for like the next time that rent gets like charged. Like, hopefully, because I've signed the contract, they can't charge it. They can't change it within the contract. But like, if I wanted to come here, like, same place for next year, because my rent is included, the bills are included within the rent. They're probably gonna increase the rent, like, just to compensate for the fact that energy bills have like tripled in price or whatever it is. Oh yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, it's a joke, you know. Guys, it's been a fantastic episode this week. Uh, we're probably gonna wrap up now. Thank you to the listeners today. Well, um, for listening in on another episode of the BTB podcast. We have two amazing guests, um, James from I believe his Twitter handle is AFC James. Yeah, correct. Yeah. AFC James, we had a fantastic um guest as well in Chidi. Would you like to remind us of your Twitter handle? Yeah, it's Chidi AFC. Go follow that. Chidi AFC. And obviously, I had my co-hosts, Ulua Karis and Ulua Denzel. Thank you again for listening to the most recent episode of the BTB Pod. Please remember to follow us on the Twitter account at the BTB Pod. Thank you so much for listening.